This is Lightning, and you're listening to Final Fantasy Union. Hello and welcome to Final Fantasy Union. This is Kyle and... And this is Jamie. Uh, We're here with our first Final Fantasy thirteen interview, and no less with the leading lady, the voice of lightning, Allie Hillis. Hello there. Hello, professional actress and voice actress, also known among gamers for your role in the original Mass Effect 2 as Dr. Liera Tassoni? Correct. Correct. All right, so we've collected some uh, questions from your fans on Gaming Union uh, about the role as lightning. So thanks so much for joining us, and since we have quite a few questions, we're going to kick it off with a few of our own first and then lead into the fan questions. Sounds good. So, Jamie, you want to take the first question? All right. So first question is um, just, I guess, how did you get into voice acting, and uh, what are some of the other roles you've done? Mm, Well, I think I can answer the end of that first, which you guys already did answer. Um, I think the only other two gaming roles that I've played, my very first game was uh, Xenosaga, which uh, I didn't even know I was recording a game. I thought maybe it was some kind of animated series where I was hearing Japanese and trying to put English words into their mouth. I wasn't familiar with anime. I wasn't familiar with um, the recording of the gaming world. Of course, I knew all about video games, but I I didn't know the process or anything. Um, So then my second job was Mass Effect, which led into Mass Effect 2, 1 and 2, um, as Liar Sony, which you already announced <laughs> and then on into final fantasy so i i call myself a green bean i'm very new at this um so that's voice acting as a whole you're very new to um fairly new to voice acting as well i just started recording and and learning how to record things like commercials and and animation and video games and recorded a lot of commercial type stuff before i started booking video games oh yes yeah, just kind of opened up yeah it kind of opened up see so uh, I'm not sure if you guys have the same commercials up there as we do here, but you might have heard me advertising a McDonald's Big Mac in the past. Maybe. <laughs> I, I've been to the States quite a bit, and so has Jamie, and we find most of our TV and commercials are pretty much the exact same, yeah. minus <laughs> minus our lovely Canadian news. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I won't torture you with that voice, but yeah, <laughs> I, I was there. I was there, and now I'm here. It's so cool. There you go. So how was auditioning for the role of Lightning, and what do you think of Lightning? Uh, auditioning in the voiceover industry, for the most part, um, has evolved into sitting at home on your laptop with a little microphone you can get from the Mac store called the Blue Snowball mic. Right. And I believe I may have auditioned on the Blue Snowball for Lightning. I'm not positive about that. Wow. Um, yeah. Is that that's kind of unconventional, or is that? Um, it's become more and more the route that voiceover actors are taking so that we don't have to drive all the way to our agent's office in the beautiful sunshine to record at the booth, you know, that they provide. Um, we can be even lazier <laughs> and and sit at home and record in, in our closet amidst our clothing uh, with the little blue snowball. So, yeah, it's becoming more and more popular. But I I, I booked it off of that. And, and the process that a lot of the producers and directors use to choose is, I mean, they just listen to MP3s of voice after voice after voice after voice after voice. I'm not sure how many voices they heard for lightning. It'd be a good little piece of information for me to find out. Oh, there you go. But yeah, somehow they just decided, oh, wait, go back. We like that one. And then they just picked me and 
I was cast and I was recording. So it was really quick and simple. So for the audition was, did they give you like a page of script or did you read of something else or past uh, roles you've done? Uh, essentially, usually they give you, yes, a page of dialogue wherein you might read anywhere from two to six or seven lines. And I can't exactly remember per se what lightning involved as far as the audition goes, but I'm pretty sure it was probably that standard, you know, two to six lines and some of the lines will be a little bit more tame and then some you'll go into battle mode and some you'll have a little bit more emotion so that in, you know, two to six lines, they can sort of see how they can bend you into the character. Right, the spectrum. Correct. And what do you think of Lightning, uh, the character? I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I loved Liara. I do still love Liara. They're so different. Um, but, you know, I think each character I do, I, I say, oh, I could never know, love a character more than this one. I love Lightning. She's fantastic. She, You know, developing the character was an interesting path because they don't give us a lot of information because they don't want any of it to leak. So we're really flying blind behind that microphone and we're all alone in a small dark studio with a mic and sometimes a monitor. In this case, I did have a monitor so I could see a lot of what the game was looking like. But they gave me a bit of a character description, but not much. They kind of just let me fly on instinct and I had to rely almost completely on the ADR director, Jack Fletcher, to push me and mold me into what he needed to hear. And it wasn't until I, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, the game as, as played now that I can understand how all of the direction he gave us helped to create the final product. Did they tell you at all the magnitude of the role you were uh, doing voice work for, being the leading lady of a Final Fantasy game? <laughs> no, they didn't. I think they assumed I knew, but I'm a green bean, so I did not. Yeah, it's only only the second time a Final Fantasy game has had a the lead character was a female. I know. Now I'm learning that. Thank you to all of the fans who have Facebooked me because I, I opened up my Facebook to to Lightning fans because I needed to learn more about her myself. Um, I actually was recording the game for several weeks before I had a little barbecue over at my house and invited some of the Square Enix people that were in town uh, from Japan and the director, producer, you know, some of the other characters, because um, I hadn't met the characters. Again, right. we, read, we read alone. So I wanted to meet these people I was hanging out with. And uh, a friend of mine who was at the barbecue who had nothing to do with voiceover said, oh, what are you guys recording? And I said, oh, it's this game Final Fantasy. And, and one of the guys from Japan was like, shh. And I was like, what? You're not supposed to talk about it. I said, oh, sorry. And I said, oh, yeah, it's this little, we're doing this, like, video game thing, and I'm just playing this little character. And the guy's eyes went huge. And he said, video game thing? Little character? He said, you are the protagonist of the game. Oh. I said, you're kidding. I was like, lightning's, the, and he's like, shh. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know she was the protagonist. He said, why on earth? I, I wish I could do a really good English accent, but he was like, why on earth? Do you think we've been recording you for all these weeks? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So anyway, yeah, found out at my own barbecue that I was actually the protagonist and then did a little more research into the Final Fantasy legacy and found out that I was in a little deeper than I thought. Oops. <laughs> you want to take the first fan question, Gene? Yeah, so we've got uh, some questions uh, submitted by fans here. Um, Fantastic. Our first one is from uh, Camelomp. Um I just want to say, first off, awesome, awesome job. Oh, um, thank you, thank you. I said, uh, I'd love to know how you prepared for the character. I also work with voice actors, and I wonder what your rehearsal preparation consisted of. Um, did you listen to the Japanese track? Did you get feedback from the director on Lightning's personality and or motivations? Aha. Uh -huh. um, I wonder what you do with voice actors. If you're a director, then you are extremely valuable 
um, like I said before, I'll try not to repeat myself, but sort of elaborate. Um, walking in, I didn't know much about her. Um, they gave me a brief synopsis, but they couldn't tell me much because they, they don't even want our, the actors to know much about the storyline and, and what's going to happen in the game. And we just go line by line. So, you know, if my line is, I can't do this anymore, then the director might say, okay, give it a little more. And I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. Or he'd say, you know what, this is really sort of to yourself. You know, you're frustrated with yourself and what's going on. And then it's kind of, I can't do this anymore. So the director is, I mean, I, I couldn't have done it without him. Right. He, he really guided us through the game. And yes, the Japanese did help as well. Um, listening to the Japanese actress, uh, just listening to her voice inflections. I don't speak or understand a lick of Japanese. I need to work on it because I'm hanging out with the square people now. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um, and they're very cool. I'm just, it's been really amazing to meet, meet all of the, all the guys at square. Um, brilliant people. But yeah, the, the Japanese actress, just listening to her voice inflections, listening to the emotion that she gave it, even though my voice is extremely different from hers, I was able to just sort of feel what she felt and know that Square Enix has had already approved everything that she was doing because the game was released in Japanese, of course, then before the English version. Right. So I did incorporate her ideas sort of as, as best I could from just her sound into into what became the English version of Lightning. Actually, that kind of touches on our next uh, fan question from Arrow. Did you base your portrayal of Lightning on anyone in particular? I didn't. I kind of, when I audition for any role, whether on camera or voiceover, I just try to use my own instincts and choose pieces of myself to inject into the role um, because I, I think all acting needs to come from a real, a very real place. And I think voiceover in the past, games in the past, um, animation in the past has been more about what the voice sounds like right. from the outside. And I think the way that we're going now, which, you know, when I watched the Final Fantasy trailer, I was reminded that, you know, voice actors are changing. We're putting a lot more emphasis on the acting instead of the voice. And I really appreciated that about Final Fantasy. Is they, they made it very important to really find these characters. And I, I think that's finding her was all about looking inside myself and, and my own struggles and, and just kind of assimilating. Excellent. As best I could. <laughs> the struggles in my life compared to the struggles in Final Fantasy are obviously a bit different. A bit different, yeah. Unless you're hiding something from the world. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we've got another one from uh, King Udamu. So other than Lightning, uh, who is your favorite character in the game? Oh, you're so mean. <laughs> These are all my friends, people. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, each of them, I worked with, I didn't work with them, but I felt like I did because I would hear their voices and interact. Right, I think Saz right. is an excellent character. I thought he brought a lot of life and comedy to the game. Um, I really enjoyed, now the Saz character in the Japanese game and the Saz character in the English version are somewhat different. And the English version, I think he did a great job, such an amazing job at capturing the comedy and also the emotion of the character and keeping it real. Absolutely, you know, the, yeah. the comedy is real. So, so I th there's I think that would probably be the answer to my question. I just think he's one of the most interesting of the gang. I'd have to agree. He's actually my favorite character as well. Is he? Yeah, yeah. he's he's funny, so but he the the actor did such a good job. All right, our next one's from the Fenrir. What is it like working with the crew behind the game? Um. Oh man, it's so fun. It's so cool. 
it's weird. It's not like anything else. You know, when you're working on set on a film, TV show, you're you're there working against and off of the other actors. So every action and reaction comes from whatever somebody else is pitching you, kind of a pitch and catch game. Um, but when you're in the booth recording, you know, like I said, you're all by yourself. So if you picture a big dark room with a, everybody's seen what a recording booth looks like, probably but yeah. a big dark room with a big window and I'm just standing in front of a microphone and on the other side of the window are all the people from Square, some of the people from Square, some of the people, the director, the editor, the engineer, the producer, the translator. That's always fun. Um, a lot of times things get lost in translation. So some of the lines, you know, we'd, we'd say them out loud and just start laughing. <laughs> you know, they didn't gel. Not that they were, you know, unintelligent interpretations, but that for some reason the line didn't flow or didn't gel with what was going on in the scene. So we would all get a good laugh, including the translator. And then he'd say, okay, all right, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. But the experience as a whole, it's just, you know, we we go feverishly into the dialogue because I, I'll, I'll have four hours to record a stack of pages that you wouldn't believe. And when we finish it, I, I sometimes look at the pages and I'm like, I can't believe we just got through all of that. So yeah. four pretty intense hours, but we do have breaks of of um, uncontrollable laughter when something <laughs> really happens. <laughs> Um, well, we got another one here uh, from Fox SJ2. Um, how is it to hear your voice in the game, and are you happy with your performance? Oh, that's a cool question. Um, I loved the first time I saw the first trailer that I saw edited, um, when they added the graphics and all of the sound, and when they mixed everything together. Those brilliant, brilliant artists were able to bring to life this character that I voiced. I mean, I, I couldn't believe the emotion in the faces. And so hearing the voice, yeah, I, I was blown away and very grateful to the director for for really shaping everything that I did. Um, I just followed his lead, and you're able to come up with with everything that you're seeing. And yeah, I have to say, I was I was I think I was proud of myself. I'm I'm um, uh, humbled by the way the whole entire game turned out. Um, I haven't played it, of course, from beginning to end, but just seeing the trailer. Uh, very humbled by the power that it was able to wield sort of emotionally, just the the drama in it I was very surprised by. Um, and yes, I, I I was very happy with my performance. I try not to judge. I try to just let the editors do their thing and and uh, create the final product. But, you know, sometimes things irk me, and I have to say thus far I've been pretty happy with it. I felt like all of Lightning's lines and emotions and, and struggles were justified and yeah, it was cool. It's cool, man. It's really cool, right? <laughs> that, that sounds actually pretty exciting because uh, a lot of us only just got the game, so we haven't quite finished it yet because it's about 30 to 40 hours long. I'm only about six or seven hours into it, so <laughs> I'm getting more excited about the story as I... Uh... Yeah, it's, it's it's neat. I mean, I only see it in pieces. I only saw it in pieces as I recorded it. And don't want to give any spoilers, but man, it's just cool. It's yeah. Cool. I'm happy with my performance, yes. So our next one is from Fire Chak Ram. Uh, what was it like meeting the other Final Fantasy thirteen cast members after recording for the game? Did you know any of them prior to recording? Uh, no, I did not, and it's such a great question. Um, what really blew me away, and I was talking to Fang earlier today, Rachel Robinson, who's a really <laughs> great character, wonderful voice actress, um, and I told her, I said, did you, am I crazy, or do we all resemble our characters? <laughs> and she was like, I am not kidding you. She said that, it's crazy because none of us were cast by face. We were all just cast by voice. Right. And to walk in when I 
met everyone um, when I invited people over to my house for that barbecue I told you about, um, I just co- I couldn't believe how much each of the characters, whether older or younger or shorter or taller, but just resembled you know these these game characters in Final Fantasy and the energies. Of course, you know we're voicing them, so our energy has something to do with it. But even everybody's just life energy was very similar to the energy of the characters. So uh, no, I didn't meet anybody prior to recording. Um, after recording for a few months and hearing their voices and and seeing their characters evolve, it was really cool to finally get to meet them and know that they'd been going through all the same things that I was going through. And um, and we were all just really excited to see what was going to happen after we met each other, you know. Well, Square Enix is actually uh, contemplating a Final Fantasy XIII 2 now that this game has been released. That makes me dance around a little. <laughs> Maybe you can picture lightning dancing around a little. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, um, hmm, I'll put all the good thoughts out there if the fans <laughs> want it. Um, so we have uh, one last question from us, and uh, that's if, uh, do you have any sort of fun stories from the booth that you can share? Um, fun story. Well, my main fun story was that finding out, you know, <laughs> finding out that I was the protagonist in a legacy of a game. <laughs> that was the funniest story of all because I felt like an idiot. Um, but uh, let's see, funny stories from the booth. There were funny stories every day because we just, you know, after a while you just start to lose it right. when you're recording over and over again. But most of the funny stories just came out of making fun of ourselves. Um, I need to think back, though, for be prepared for that question. That, that My barbecue story pretty much tops it. That was hilariously embarrassing. Uh, any fun stories from the uh, meeting the other cast members? Or just goofing around? I, I saw the video of the launch party shenanigans of uh, Steel Guard. <laughs> of, of what we did at the launch party? Yeah. That was a good joke. The, the launch party was a lot of fun. Um, any of you listeners out there who were able to attend, I met some people. I met some great guys from Quebec. Quebec. Um, yeah, we, there were some. We had some Canadians down there. It was fantastic. Rock on. People came from all over the place. I was amazed. I had no idea. Again, no clue how huge this was. Uh, but yeah, they, they played a cool gag um, at the Final Fantasy launch party. There was a day, a day long of sort of meet and greet and signings, and and they played a 3D version of the trailer. And then after they played the 3D version of the trailer on a huge screen, everyone standing watching. Um, they started sort of an excerpt of the gameplay. And, you know, you could hear Snow's voice and my voice uh, voicing the characters up on the big screen. And then uh, Snow gets us killed, basically. And so <laughs> it says, game over, whatever it says. And, and I say, oh, great. Thanks, Snow. Game over. And he says, what? You know, it wasn't my fault. And I'm like, all you did was stand there, man. And as we're saying these lines, we come out from behind the screen and we're... <laughs> standing in front of the people so there was a big reaction oh yeah because you know they assumed of course that that the voices were coming from a recording and uh, we actually were backstage to to surprise them and and it was cool it was really neat it was the fans were so appreciative and and so feverish just ready to get into the game so that that was really uh the energy just went up you know the the whole energy of, of the whole release just just went through the roof once all the fans got there and they had um a lot of merchandising there. I am an action figure. Oh, very nice. <laughs> it is my very first action figure. And let me tell you, people, if you can get a hold of it, it is detailed and beautiful and 
her knees bend and her head bobbles, and I'm pretty excited about it. Well, our, our art director on Gaming Union is a figurine fanatic, so I, I guarantee either he'll be getting it or I'll probably present it to him. These figurines are amazing. I think I need to post a picture of the figurine on Facebook. <laughs> By the way, if anybody, you know, you can hit me up. Um, I don't have a fan site. I'm probably crazy. I need to develop one. But it's just me, so if you look up Ali Hillis, you'll find a picture of lightning, and, and you can shoot me questions. Well, we'll send a link to it uh, in our post about this podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't mind, as long as no spoilers, please, and um, realize that my friends and family read this as well. It's my <laughs> we real know. Facebook, so I'm trusting you. So any wackos out there, don't post. <laughs> I'll remove you. you um, <laughs> but also, you know, imdb.com will give you a hint at what's coming out. I believe some some of my future titles have been put on IMDb and they weren't supposed to be. So I can't talk about them, but there might be a few there well, if you look. Um, I have IMDb Pro, so I might just stick people. There you go. Whoa. <laughs> You're up on it. There you um, go. Yeah, so I'm very excited about the stuff to come, and if that rumor is true about Final Fantasy XIII 2, I just hope that they would trust me to play Lightning all over again, because she is a rockin' hot chick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's actually quite a compilation of Final Fantasy XIII games, so it could very well happen, be it Final Fantasy XIII 2 or a spin-off title. Wow, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I just hope they bring the pink-haired chick back. So that is a wrap on our questions. Well, thank you guys. It was really nice to talk with you. So for those listening to Final Fantasy Union for the first time, you can find us on the Gaming Union Network at FinalFantasyUnion.com and on iTunes. Just search Final Fantasy and we're number one. The podcast series is called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. So thanks so much for joining us, Sally. You got it. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks, guys. And the fans really, really appreciate it, too. We had a, a swamp of questions for you. Oh, good. Well, I appreciate them. I wouldn't be here without the fans, that's for sure. So, Jamie, Allie, would you like to say your goodbyes? See you later. Oof, goodbye. <laughs> and I'm Kyle saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>